This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, August 14, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. A new, deeper poverty has gripped Zimbabwe, and the formal economy has utterly been destroyed under the reign of Robert Mugabe. Rejoice Naguenya, head of the Zimbabwean Coalition for Market and Liberal Solutions, discussed the realities of life in Mugabe's Zimbabwe. There's always this, uh, you know, perspective of poverty that uh, it's created by some kind of external force or a natural calamity or some form of human calamity uh, which society is not in control of. But in Zimbabwe, we seem to to have uh, discovered a new type of poverty where a government that is driven by a compulsive desire to control its people it has been able to to create some some kind of sarcastic dependency you know syndrome that in itself has paralyzed the community to such an extent that uh, the community is unable is not able to create a good life for itself and that's a sort of that's a, a new type of poverty a poverty where a kind of poverty where a whole nation has gone out of its way to create a deficit you know, of goods and services. And it's, it's incredible. It's, it's a new innovation. Now, you say it's gone out of its way. How much of the poverty that exists in, uh, in Zimbabwe is by design meant to centralize authority w- within uh, Mugabe's uh, circle of power? Well... You know, when Mugabe took power, took over power uh, in 1979, Rhodesia was one of the most sophisticated economies in, in Africa, a very strong engineering uh, uh, industry. Tourism was one of the best uh, and so forth. But uh, he he got so carried away uh, by Marxist-Leninist uh, you know, uh, do- uh, dogma, which was rather utopic and exciting, for for a new nation, and the the middle income probably just uh, bought the dummy as well. So Mugabe then was able to convince us that uh, there was no form of government better than a government that is in charge of everybody's life, very socialist, very patronizing, and very giving, a very benevolent uh, government, which which we know is a welfare state. So we, we were then lulled into this, uh, into this uh, stupor, into this paralysis that a government, a good government, gives. So, so this is the kind of paralysis that eventually developed into some sort of political lethargy, which then, the backlash was then to, to destroy our ability to create life for ourselves. And then we eventually and uh, consistently were slid into poverty. It's, it's almost seemed like it was not of our making. But had we woken up quickly and realized that the wealth that Mugabe was claiming to give us was a wealth that had been created by Ian Smith and his team who were trying to fight sanctions. In other words, by Ian Smith, by trying to create a strong import substitution you know, industry, he was creating wealth. And this is what Mugabe was feeding off for almost about 10, 15 years. And eventually, by the time the, the cake had disappeared, we were too weak to create a, you know, a good life for ourselves. So you can see how I believe that maybe that's the way we Zimbabweans literally single-handedly destroyed our, our, our wealth and created our own poverty. 
there is no formal economy in Zimbabwe, as you have said. You know, just how criminal is a private productive behavior? The the one of the most damning aspects of uh, Mugabe's government uh, was the policy of uh, uh, price controls, which were you know imposed on the system, on the economic system, uh, in in the hope that uh, it was going to buy votes. Now, what it what it then did was to completely destroy the productive capacity of industry, which meant that uh, in order to to satisfy that deficit of goods and services, mostly goods, you know, the society now needs to seek goods and commodities from outside the country, which virtually reduces us into a kind of a flea market, yeah, a type of economy. Now that uh, then means that we need to hone our skills in self-dependency. In other words, uh, in an informal, you know, environment where individuals have to fend for them or for the, for themselves. How have people adapted to deal with that kind of situation? I find that question always very interesting uh, because the word adapt, uh, I, I, I put it uh, you know, uh, as uh, a scenario where somebody's on death row and you say to that person, how are you coping with being on death row? Obviously, the coping mechanisms are slightly different here. But uh, here we are talking about an instinct for survival rather rather than good old adaptation because when you are in an in, in, in an economy whose money is so worthless that it becomes completely useless in other words you can't use money as a medium of exchange you need to create another alternative form of survival put plainly if i wanted a kilogram of beef i know i can't get it from the shop so i'll need to look around for another 10 guys which makes it about 100 kilograms or more, then we go and buy a goat or something or we get a goat, you know, in exchange. For instance, if you are lucky to get US dollars, you can exchange it for US dollars. But for the common person, butter, simple butter, where you have a kilogram of meat and have a kilogram of, of cornmeal and we exchange, that is the end of the day. That is how we've been reduced to uh, almost uh, to a level of peasant, you know, survival. Rejoice Naguenya is head of the Zimbabwean Coalition for Market and Liberal Solutions. You can read more of his work at AfricanLiberty.org.